We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the DFS Podcast Friday edition for tonight's Major League Baseball schedule of games. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, John McEchnie. We're coming at you today with our best recommendations for your FanDuel rosters for Friday, Friday's games. John, anything that catches your eye when you look at today's schedule? Well, the biggest thing to me uh, that just jumps right out is, you know, usually we're doing this Friday podcast, and usually we're doing it... Uh, with it, with only 14 games because the Cubs are always having the, the Friday afternoon game at Wrigley every week, it seems. So we're always sort of uh, deprived of getting to use guys like Anthony Rizzo or, or Chris Bryan and so on. Uh, but this week, not only do we get to pick some Cubs, we get to pick them at Coors Field. Uh, so, so I'm very excited for that game. There's going to be some serious uh, bombs going off. Uh, in that in that uh, whole series, really, and uh, tonight I think is no exception. So I'm really looking forward to that. But there are a few other, uh, you know, potential high-scoring games out there. Uh, which ones kind of stand out to you? Well, I'll give you three to think about. Sure, I'm going to lean on the Jays in Cleveland. Both of those offenses are clicking like crazy, and the pitching that's up against both those lineups not uh, not too impressive, I'll say. In looking at that pitching matchup, we'll get to it in a sec. Then I look at Boston and Detroit, two of the best offenses again in the major leagues facing off, but two pitchers are two good pitchers are throwing in that one, John. So that might yeah. negate some of the offense. Then the Do- 
Dodgers, who uh, have a pretty nice offense of their own, I'll have something to say about that a little bit later in our show in a new feature. Uh, they're going into Cincinnati, a bit of a bandbox, where some of the guys who have to play in a pitcher-friendly park for half their games might be a little more excited than usual to, to get a chance to swing away. And then finally, maybe the biggest mismatch on the board when you figure Washington in Atlanta and another homer haven, maybe the, the Nats bats go wild too. So there's uh, a lot of matchups here that scream hit the over and uh, I might play that instead of uh, some of these daily games in detail that we do. But uh, notwithstanding that, there's some really tasty matchups and uh, batter versus pitcher things that we'll hit on with when we get into the position by position picks. But uh, why don't we go through the schedule of, of games right now? John, why don't you lead us off with some of the early slate? All right, getting started tonight, we're going to have Miami's Tom Kohler going on the hill up to Pittsburgh to face uh, the, the Pirates' ace, uh, Garrett Cole. That's a 7.05 start. Then heading down uh, to Baltimore, we're going to have Baltimore's Wade Miley taking the hill against Houston's Colin McHugh. Uh, that's a 7.05 start. I mean, that's a couple of that's a matchup of two pitchers with uh, ERAs north of 4.7. Uh, then we're going to head down uh, to Philly, uh, up to Philly, sorry, and uh, we're going to have St. Louis and Adam Wainwright taking the mound against Adam Morgan uh, in his 6.62 ERA. That's a 7.05 start. And then, as we mentioned before, we're going to have Detroit's Michael Fulmer taking the mound with his impressive 2.25 ERA, going against Boston's Rick Porcello, who carries his 16-3 mark into this matchup. That's a 7.10 start. And then over to Cincinnati, we're going to have Tim Edelman making his first start in quite some time, uh, going against the Dodgers and Bud Norris at the 7-10 start. And then uh, my club with Francisco Liriano and the Jays heading into Cleveland. That should be a slugfest with uh, Liriano not pitching too well all season long. Trevor Bauer has been kind of up and down. Uh, that's a 7-10 start. I think the ball's going to fly out there. Texas with Cole Hamels, their ace, uh, in one of their aces, I should say, into Tampa against Matt Andrees. And his 336 ERA, two pretty solid good uh, pitchers there at a 710 start. Then I spoke of this mismatch, Washington with Tanner Rourke, a 13-6 record in against Julio Tehran, maybe Atlanta's best pitcher this year. He's only 3-9, but look at that ERA, 2.81, 735 start. Oakland throws uh, Kendall Graveman, who's been uh, up and down, as his mark suggests, 8-8 eight eight with a 437 ERA, into Chicago against the White Sox. Big game, James Shields. I don't think we can call him big game. I think we can call him big ERA Shields yeah. with a 7.34 mark and an 8.10 start. Minnesota, Jose Barrios, 2-3 and three with a 9.32 ERA against Edison Volquez. I'll have something to say about him, too, with a 4.95 ERA uh, going tonight. So there's uh, some high ERAs in these matchups. John, there's some more uh, tilts late at night that uh, where the ball could fly as well. Yep, moving out to that Coors Field game, we're going to have Tyler Anderson taking the hill for the Rockies, going against Kyle Hendricks, uh, who has a 2-1-9 ERA. One of, the, one of the underrated stories of the Cubs this season has been Hendricks. Uh, that's an 8-40 start. Then heading out to the West Coast, we're going to have the Angels with Jared Weaver taking the hill against uh, the Yankees and Masahiro Tanaka. That's a 10-05 start. Uh, up to Seattle, we're going to have lefty Wade LeBlanc on the mound. He's 2-0 against Milwaukee's uh, Brent Suter, who just got called up to make his first start uh, of the season for Friday. So uh, that'll be a 10-10 start. Um, the Mets, I'm not sure who's going to be replacing Steven Matz, but he might have been scratched from his uh, scheduled start this evening. Uh, and he'll be going against San Francisco Johnny Cueto, uh, or whoever the Mets are, are throwing out there. Uh, Cueto, 13-3 with a 2.97 ERA. 
And then wrapping us up for the night, we're going to have Arizona Zach Greinke uh, at Petco Park to face Jared Cozart. Uh, and he, his 0-1 mark with a 5.03 ERA is a 10.40 start. John, I just found while you were speaking, you bought me some time to figure out the Mets starter. They're going to go, it looks like, with a guy named Seth Lugo, 0-1 with a 2.65 ERA and uh, very limited uh, with 17 innings picked. Not, not, not much of a book on him that I know about, but right. uh, it looks like he's the arm that they're going to throw. And uh, it takes away from what would have been a better better matchup with Mats, but I guess he's got not ready to fly. And so you shift the advantage heavily in, in San Francisco's favor, in my opinion, on that start. Definitely. Uh, let's get let's get into our lineups, John. I, I like the fact that we put our money where our mouth is, and we go for one guy at each position, and we have plenty of opportunity to to criticize or or laud each pick. And and uh, let's let's lead it off with your starting pitcher, a guy who uh, I remember very fondly from Game Five of the ALDS last year. <laughs> I'm sure, but. Uh... In this case, I, I think uh, his uh, matchup is a lot more favorable this time around. I'm, I'm going to go with Cole Hamels in the Rangers, uh, checking in at 9,700. So not cheap, but not breaking the bank either. Uh, he's going on the road to the Tropicana Field to face uh, the Rays. Uh, and it's not always uh, the best strategy to go with an AL pitcher on the road, uh, especially against a team that's been really kind of ripping the cover off the ball lately, like the Rays. But I do like Hamels in this spot. I know that the Rays actually have the sixth best weighted on base in baseball over the last two weeks. But that kind of thing tends to happen when, when your team can kind of uh, load up against Luis Severino, who's prone to the blow up, he's young, or you know, going against a pair of really, really bad uh, Padres pitchers plus you know, their bullpen. I think the Rays put up 15 against the Padres earlier this week, and I think that sort of uh, tilts that weighted on base number a little bit in their favor. Uh, but Hamels is a, is just in a different stratosphere than those pitchers than uh, that the Rays have faced recently. He's got a 197 uh, ERA on the road with an 8 and 2 record. Uh, he's striking out close to one batter per inning uh, on the road as well, and he's facing Matt Andrees. Uh, he's a guy that gave up uh, a couple of bombs to guys making their MLB debuts last week. So I think that the Rangers are going to be able to take advantage of that matchup, give Hamill some run support, and I think Hamill is going to be able to shut down the Rays a little bit. Well, and I'm going to go with a guy that we talked about a little bit in the opening. That's Michael Fulmer of the of the Tigers at 8,800 bucks. He's a little bit below the top tier where where you found Hamill's and. Uh, He's a great choice, by the way, Hamels, uh, every time out for that matter. He's one of those ace pitchers, and if you can get him less than 10,000, that's really where I start to think about him. But Fulmer offers a, a really nice alternative here. How impressive and consistent has been this rookie been all year, John? How about, how about this stat? He's held all opponents to two earned runs or less in 13 of his last 15 starts. That's some steady diet of, wow. of really quality outings. Notably, uh, one of those starts where he went north of the two earned runs was against the Red Sox. Uh, they got three earned runs off him, including two home runs. But even on that day, he minimized the damage with no walks and 14 ground ball outs. He normally keeps the ball on the ground, and that's gone a long way to, uh, to sh uh, keeping his whip and his hits for nine innings and strikeout-to-walk ratio all in impressive ranges. I factor in the familiarity that the Tigers have against former Detroit hurler Porcello, who's having a career for Boston into this mix as well. Fulmer, Fulmer's won for me before on a Friday. I'm going to ride his arm tonight and hope that he gets that tough Boston lineup once again. 
We got a new promo read, uh, John. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football for our uh, listeners. Uh, fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve the exper to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy games have to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, or you can settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy. John, I'm challenging you already. This sounds too good. Football with weekly teams plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. Talk about your, uh, you know, talk about the opportunity we have here with FanDuel, John. It's it's awesome that uh, FanDuel's gone to the daily thing with football as well, uh, in these formats with 50/50 and and uh, and all the games and contests that they offer on the baseball side. So, uh, you know, what do you think about all this? I I know for me, I'm looking for tips on how to how to set up my lineup. I think maybe pairing a top quarterback with one of his top receivers is a way. It's kind of a cornerstone to a lineup. But what else do you try and do? Uh, it's always good to look at look at uh, a little bit uh, out, outside the box of, of raw numbers. Uh, like the DVOA stat can always kind of be a good indicator of, of the quality of opponent that that a certain player is going to be going up against. Uh, that's always something to take a look at uh, when I'm looking at receivers. Uh, I'm always looking at target volume, uh, that sort of thing. You know, if especially if it's a guy that that may be a little bit lesser known or is sort of bursting onto the scene, or he's with a new team, and you start to notice that the quarterback is kind of looking his way a little bit more than than maybe uh, people would have expected. Uh, that's extremely important because you know the more targets, the more opportunities. I mean, it, it's you know. It's along the lines of getting more at bats, it, it, you know, if we're if we're making if we're putting this into a baseball context. Uh, so opportunities are everything. Uh, that goes that goes for carries as well. Uh, you just got to make sure that you're going up against favorable defenses most of the time. Uh, and I think that that's sort of my general uh, recipe for success. Now, moving on, moving on here. Uh, have all the fun that football has to offer. Have all the Fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Special offer for New Year's users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you also have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to fanduel.com slash RW. Okay, John, our next order of business is to get a bunch of our Rotowire guys together and do a little bit of head-to-head -head stuff and, and have some fun with this. It sounds too oh, yeah. good to be true. Uh, okay, let's get back to baseball and go into our position-by-position -position picks. John, who do you like behind the dish? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go with the punt play here. I'm going to go with Jet Bandy of the Angels. He's checking in at just 2300 uh, So he's a guy that, that you're just sort of using for some salary cap relief, but it honestly wouldn't surprise me if he scored in the same range as, as your catchers that you're getting around $3,000 up to $3,300 or so. Uh, Bandy's, Bandy's a bit of a boomer bust guy. He's volatile. Uh, he can definitely uh, let you down with a goose egg once in a while, but he does have some pop upside uh, that, it, that he's shown. 
and he's going against Tanaka, who's given up 16 home runs uh, so far this season. Uh, it's not an insane home run rate by any means, but it's also uh, not like he's keeping the ball in the park every single time out. Um, so uh, Bambi, uh, when he gets on a roll, it is when things really start to uh, get interesting for him. Uh, coming out of the All-Star break, he had an unbelievable stretch, and uh, it looks like he's starting to heat back up again. He's hit home runs in two of his last three games. Uh, so I think, especially in a tournament type of format, uh, Jet Bandy's a guy that I'm definitely going to be looking at. And I'm going to stay south of the 3,000 mark with uh, the other guy that's pitching, playing in that game. That's Gary Sanchez of the Yankees at 2,700 bucks. Now, I know, John, that I made this pick first, and you probably saw it and said, shit, he's taking my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say, well, uh, you know, this guy was a recent call-up but the Yankees, but... How, how is he still only priced at 2700 bucks after this amazing yeah. performance in the month of August? Hitting for average, 360. Check. Hitting for power, five homers as part of eight extra base hits and 50 at bats. Check. Red hot this week with four homers among eight hits in his last four games. Check again. Facing a very hittable pitcher in Weaver of the Angels who has surrendered a high hit rate of 11 hits per nine innings all season long and pretty much for his career as well for that matter. And he's already tied a career high with 26 home runs allowed and only 133 innings pitched. Check and check again. I jump all over this value play and I'm sorry I, for you. I beat you to it, I think. <laughs> That's true, and and you mentioned his home runs, and I don't know if you if you've actually like seen the replays of them, but they were they're not kind of cheapies; they are just absolute moonshots. So uh, the power is so real, and he's basically going against a slow pitch softball pitcher tonight. So I love that pick. Exactly. So for twenty seven hundred bucks, I leave myself lots of flexibility on the rest of the roster. What about your first base guy? All right. Obviously, uh, you know you can homer play. Yeah, you can give me crap for, for this being a homer play, but I think it's finally happening. I think Chris Davis might actually uh, have remembered how to swing a baseball bat. It, it really does kind of look like it. Uh, he swatted a pair of home runs last night that were absolutely crushed. Uh, I think one of them might have come off of a position player. Yeah, 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 coming against Tyler White. Uh, but it was still encouraging nonetheless, and he's homered in a couple or two straight games, and he's got three bombs over the last week. Uh, he's going against a guy in Colin McHugh, who I think is one of the weak links of the Astros rotation. Uh, and he's extremely kind to all hitters, especially lefties. Uh, lefties are hitting 299 off of him, uh, and they've tagged him for eight home runs. McHugh has a home run rate of 1.2 this year, and that's just not going to do him any favors uh, in Camden Yards uh, facing a guy like Chris Davis. And also, it's Chris Davis' bobblehead weekend. Uh, so you got to factor that in as well. I think he's going to put on a show for the fans. Uh, I've seen the bobblehead. It's like him and his dog. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I think he's going to put up some serious numbers tonight. Uh, are you going to get one of those bobbleheads, John? Tell the truth. Uh, I'm going to see if if uh, if I got somebody that's going to go to the game, and then I will pay them handsomely for that. I, I already got the Machado uh, lawn gnome uh, from from this from earlier this season. That's that's on my desk here at the at the office. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave that one alone. I only have one bobblehead. It's got three guys on it from the Blue Jays' 40-year celebration. That came out this year. That's a keeper for me, but the other ones, the one-offs, I can kind of do without. Uh, Fair I, enough. I'll leave them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wouldn't do, do too well with a Blue Jay bobblehead in, in your neighborhood, by the way. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. <laughs> well, I'm going to counter with my first base pick, a guy that I've been on a couple of times already this week, and he's paid me back, Freddie Freeman of the Braves, at 3500 bucks. He's probably the only Atlanta player who can feel really good about his performance in 2016. And for, fortunately for me, 
I didn't put a big extra this entire roster today, John, because the, Bra the Braves have stunk this year. But Freeman gets the nod because he's a power guy and is enjoying a red-hot eight-game streak right now that includes three multi-hit games, five homers, and eight extra base knocks. I have no trouble paying up for him tonight when I dig a little further to find that he has 11 hits and 28 at-bats career-wise against Nats starter Tanner Rourke. Your second base guy. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, Howie Kendrick here, checking in at, a, at only uh, $3,000 at the aforementioned Great American Ballpark. I really like the Dodgers tonight uh, out there, and Kendrick's a really solid way of getting in on the action without having to pay too much, in my opinion. So uh, he's slashing 429, 467, 750 over the last week, uh, and that's not, that's not a fluke because that's backed up by a slash line of 345, 406, 552 over the over the entirety of the last month. So he gets to go against a guy in Tim Edelman uh, who could barely get uh, or who could barely miss bats at the minor league level this year. His strikeout rate was well below 20 percent. Uh, so I, I think that he throw, he's he gets by by throwing a lot of strikes. Uh, so he's going to leave some up in the zone for Kendrick. I think Kendrick's going to be able to take advantage, uh, rip some extra base hits. And uh, I think the, the team around him is also going to push runs across. And you, you always got to factor in uh, the Reds' bullpen. That's always good to give up a few as well. So I'm going with Kendrick here at 3,000. Yeah, I feel bad for uh, fellow Canadian Joey, fellow Torontonian Joey Votto in, in Cincinnati. I'd love for the Jays to find a way to pluck him out of that lineup and rescue him from a dreadful situation <laughs> in Cincinnati. It would solve a few things up north of the border here too. Uh, and, and with that theme, I'm going to go to the second base pick and the first of two Blue Jays that I'll include in, the, in this lineup. You can call me a homer, but I'll yep, back it up. I'll, I'll, I'll back it up too, just like you did. Devon Travis for the Blue Jays is playing a solid second base at 3400 bucks. Uh, I think the Jays, I, I got to tell you, John, they have the best record in the majors since they committed to this guy a little over a month ago. And he's go. not your prototypical speed demon at the top of the order, but he does grind out all of his at-bats, and that gives the rest of the lineup a pretty good early look at what the opposing pitcher has to offer when he gets up on that first at-bat and uh, fouls off six or seven, as he's wont to do sometimes. He, uh, he's hitting right around the 300 mark, too, boosted by his 21 for 36, 63 tear over the last two weeks, which includes a power surge that uh, accounts for three homers and seven extra base hits along the way as well. I like this guy's swing. He's at the top of the Toronto's deep lineup and he's scoring a lot of runs. He's in a very good place. What's not to like? So uh, I'm going with him at 3,400 bucks. You're a third base guy, John. All right, this is uh, probably the chalkiest play on the slate. I don't care because, you know, like, <laughs> like I said, uh, we never get to pick any Cubs uh, and this week we get to do it in Coors Field. Uh, so this is this is just the perfect opportunity to go and get Chris Bryant. He's at, checking in at 4,800. I've seen higher prices than that for hitters. I mean, we've seen Ortiz or your guy Donaldson north of five grand uh, a few times this season. So, I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a cheap cheap for Bryant at Coors or anything, but I think it's it's something where you definitely need to need to get him in, especially if you're doing multiple lineups tonight. You got to do one uh, where you where you're uh, paying up for Chris Bryant. Um, he's averaging 13.7 uh, FanDuel points over the last 20 days. Uh, he's coming off of just a ridiculous 66.3 uh, uh, point outing against the Brewers yesterday. I watched that game. I mean, that's what that's what the definition of locked in looks like, uh, in my opinion. Just ridiculous. And I mean, I think that was the second time this year he's gone five for five with a couple of home runs. So he has that kind of potential. Uh, he's going into Coors Field. 
I don't know how you can turn away from him, even if he is a 4,800. Yeah, I, I think you've got to find a way to fit this guy into the lineup if you can. Uh, it's too good of a situation you, you described. But I'll paint a similar opportunity for a guy who costs a little bit less, uh, Justin Turner and the Dodgers. They get a rare opportunity to go to a Homer Haven tonight. And at 3500 bucks, I think you have to take notice when uh, a Dodger has hit uh, the 20 home run mark all season despite having... Uh, played half his games in a renowned pitcher's park. Tonight he gets a couple of breaks in, in his favor when he returns to Cincinnati's band box against the, the rookie starter that you uh, panned, Tim Edelman, who has been touched up for three dingers over 19 in a third innings pitch, and he's allowed 2,700 base runners in that span. You already mentioned this guy doesn't strike, off, strike out enough batters to uh, negate much of that uh, potential offense that he'll face. And tonight, Turner, for his part, has uh, smashed his career power stats already. And I picked him in the last two days where he's also gone deep and rewarded <laughs> handsomely. So I'm going to stay on him in what looks like another favorable matchup, John. I, I say ride the, ride the winning horse. Um, yeah, I, I, I always uh, I always feel good about using Justin Turner. Uh, he's he's always like a solid guy that you can get in the mid mid tier that always uh, seems to produce. Yeah, you got to go with the hot power bat. I love that too. Uh, your shortstop guy is a guy who can swing it too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Didi Gregorius of the Yankees, uh, checking in at 2,900, going against the aforementioned Jared Weaver. Uh, and the and the Angels here, and anytime that Weaver's on the hill, you got to at least consider a few of his uh, oppositions. And uh, if you know if you're trying to fit a guy like Bryant into your lineup, you are going to need some salary relief. So getting Gregorius uh, with this matchup at under 3,000, uh, that's extremely favorable, and that that's something that that can help you uh, build a lineup that that's viable. Uh, he's got. 30 extra base hits against righties this season. You mentioned how many home runs uh, that Weaver has given up uh, on the year. So Gregorius is a guy that's hitting in, in a kind of rejuvenated Yankees lineup. It's almost disturbing how quickly uh, the Yankees have sort of turned around over the last two weeks. Uh, I know that you and I are probably going to be sweating that uh, not too long from now, but I think Gregorius uh, tonight is a, is a guy that I'm definitely uh, locking in at 2,900. And I'm going to go to the other side of the infield in Toronto to pick Troy Tulowitzki as my shortstop. I don't get this price tag, 3100 bucks. I no. speak of hot hitters as a Toronto fan, and I'm particularly delighted by the fact that Tulo is really raking and finally looking like the former face of the Colorado Rockies franchise. Apparently, from this price, I'm in the minority, though. But I'll take advantage of this discount for a guy who's not only hitting 300 over the past month, but he's ramped up into white-hot territory with 11 hits, 3 homers, 10 RBIs, and 6 runs scored to rank among the hottest batters in all the baseball over the past week. What makes the case for this pick even stronger is the fact that Blue Jays have had success in two prior starts against Indian starter Brower, who comes into this contest having allowed 6 homers and 42 base runners in only 24.3 innings pitched. I'm not going to get the computer out. I'm going to tell you that's a high whip of 1.73, John, over mm -hmm. the last five outings. That's not good, and that means that things could get ugly for the Indians tonight. Your three outfielder picks. Uh in keeping with this sort of uh, bargain bin guys to, to help you fit in uh, some expensive cubbies, I'm going to start off with uh, Alex Dickerson of the Padres, uh, checking in at 2,700, going against Zach Greinke. So Dickerson's a left-handed bat, uh, definitely not going to be highly owned in, uh, in tournaments, uh, you know, because I think people will stay off the pods a little bit because of uh, who's on the hill uh, for the Diamondbacks. But Greinke got totally tagged. Uh, in his last time out. Um, it, granted, it was against Boston, 
But at the same time, that, that wasn't a particularly encouraging sign for a guy that was just making his second start after a pretty lengthy stint on the DL. Uh, so Dickerson, uh, he gets a, a situation where uh, lefties are hitting 273 with nine home runs off of Grinke. Uh I like those numbers, especially uh, when you consider the 2700 price tag. And then uh, moving a little bit uh, up, up to the uh, Interstate 5 in California here. I'm going to go with Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, sticking with, with another cheap Yankee here. Uh, he's got a good history against Weaver. Nine for 29. Four extra base hits, including a pair of home runs. And he hits in the top third of the order. I mean, that's just something that, that is, it's not a flashy pick. Ellsbury's not the guy that, that, uh, that everyone gets excited about the same way they did several years ago. But he's still a pretty solid producer. And especially at that top of that lineup, uh, that's pushing more runs across right now and going against uh, a guy like uh, Weaver. He's someone that you have to consider. And then uh, moving up again, uh, another Dodger here. I'm going to go with Josh Reddick uh, at 3,400. He's kind of had some uh, some bad luck with with uh, balls in play lately. He's he's got a uh, he's got a below league average. Uh, Bat, batting average on balls in play, sitting at 294, so not extremely below average, but still, you know, it, it's evident of a little bit of bad luck, especially when you consider he has an 85% contact rate, which which is a very solid mark. Uh, he draws the lefty-righty advantage, too, uh, against Edelman. Uh, he's got a 308 average with an 863 OPS, eight home runs off of right-handed pitching this year, and obviously considering the fact that he's going to be in Great American tonight, I think uh, that home run number could, could bump up to nine off of righties tonight. I think we're all over this Adelman guy. I hope, sure hope he doesn't come up with a complete game shutout and make us look bad. <laughs> that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to counter with my three outfield guys, and I know that you've gone uh, south of 3,000 a couple of times today, and you kind of had to with some of the high-end picks you made. It's going to be interesting to see how that pans out against my lineup, which is a little more in the middle of the road where I tend to stay and try to find value in the middle. So two different viewpoints as usual offered by us, and I'm happy to see how it turns, looking forward to seeing how it turns out. But I'll counter with uh, a couple of guys who are suspect in the batting average department in my uh, three outfield plays, the first of which is Miguel Sano of the Twins at 3,400 bucks. I have another bat from a terrible team in my lineup tonight, John, now that I look at it. But I think that Sano is too good to pass up today. He got back in the lineup yesterday after missing the three prior games, and I'm hopeful that the time off gets him back on track uh, to, to continue the nice run that preceded it with, when he collected five homers among 11 hits and 32 at-bats. A big part of this pick is another struggling opposing pitcher. That seems to be a theme that we both hit on uh, heavily today, and Edison Volquez certainly fits that mold with the Royals. Who's, he's been tuned up in, in his last six starts, pitching to a 525 ERA and a 164 whip over his last 36 innings. But all these numbers are sadly only marginally worse than what he's done all year long. So he's been pretty bad for a long while, and, and I have a long memory. I'm pretty happy about this. Uh, Rajay Davis of the Indians for 3300 bucks. I've not included too many speed guys uh, in my outfield or even my overall lineup picks, but Davis has caught my eye recently. And making the case for inclusion very, is a very easy one today when I consider his 14 hits and 39 at-bats. Uh, which includes five extra base knocks and two homers and 10 RBIs and eight stolen bases, which pay handsomely as well. 
He's another leadoff hitter who gets a nice matchup against Jay's lefty Francisco Liriano, who has struggled in 2016, and against whom Davis has collected eight hits, four for extra bases, and 27 at bat sample in a favorable righty versus lefty veteran matchup. And finally, I'm going to close it out with another guy who's kind of a boom or bust pick, and that's a Dodgers Jock Peterson for 3,300 bucks. Peterson profiles similarly to Sano, as I suggested earlier, a young, highly regarded power guy who's not noted for his batting average, John. He's, he's in there today for me, though, because he's probably in the best hitting stretch, stretch of his young career, going 25 for 81 over the past 30 days. Time will tell, time will tell if, if he's found something sustainable in this run, but his power numbers remain a constant anyway, and he's really cutting down in his strikeout rate in recent weeks. That makes him a hard contact hitter with, with more balls in play, and that could translate into big fan duel points tonight, so that's why I went in that direction. Yeah, we got uh, an added feature, but before we get to that, John, your play of the day? I got to go with Chris Davis. Uh, when, when, he's, uh, when he's hot, it's, it gets pretty ridiculous. And, I mean, the ball, like, his home runs last night were absolutely tattooed. And I, I think that he's going to be able to kind of match that again tonight, going against a guy in McHugh that uh, definitely is susceptible to the, to the home run ball, especially when he goes against lefties. Uh, so I think Davis is a guy that's going to be hitting – you know, either four or five in the order, and I think he's going to be able to, to produce a, a pretty serious number here uh, tonight, and he's only 3,400, so not very expensive for among first basemen. And, John, I'm, I'm going to bet that a lot of fans make the trip across Lake Erie from Toronto, and uh, you'll hear the chant too low tonight in the, in the, the Indians' uh, home ballpark. He looks, once again, like I said, one of the best hitting shortstops in the game. I call a high-scoring tilt here. Take the over with the Jays over in Cleveland and look for Tulo to be a big reason why. That's still a ridiculous price today, a low price that I'm going to jump all over at 3100 bucks. And I, he won't be linked to that much longer if he continues to hit like, like the version that we're seeing and more used to seeing. Mm -hmm. We'll close with a new feature, though. We've been teasing it a couple of times, John. Uh, you made the suggestion. I think it's a great one. Let's look at the lineup stacks that are possible today. Who do you like in terms of the lineup stack? I think O's versus Astros and Astros versus O's, uh, I think both of those could work, especially, you know, you consider uh, both, of the, both of the starters have ERAs close to five, if not over five. Uh, so if you want to get some Astros right-handers against uh, left-hander Wade Miley, definitely couldn't blame you. I think uh, the Indians against your guy, Liriano, uh, also might not be too bad of a move. And uh, then I get one more. Uh, this isn't so much to say that, that uh, I, I can't make up my mind on a stack. It's, it's more to say that there are so many uh, pitchers that you can take advantage tonight uh, that I, I'm looking at several possibilities here. I think the A's, if you really kind of want to go off the map a little bit, going against a guy in James Shields who's just been absolutely uh, terrible over his last three starts. Uh, he's had outputs of zero FanDuel points, negative 17 FanDuel points, and, and uh, negative 12. Uh, I wouldn't call that trending in the right direction, uh, personally. So if you want to go with, with some A's, I mean, I think righties or lefties against Shields, uh, you know, so you can get a, like a Chris Davis, Valencia, um, maybe maybe even look at, at like Yonder Alonso if you want to punt first base. Uh, Steven Vogt's always a guy that, that you can consider against a right-hander. Uh, those are those are sort of uh, the 
potential directions I see myself going in as far as uh, affordable stacks are concerned. And, and I'll throw one more into the mix. You covered three beauties there. I love the fact that you go both sides of the same game. And uh, I, I go with the Dodgers today, adding Grandal at 3,300 and, and Gonzalez at 3,400 to the two other L.A. batters that are already in my lineup for a pretty hot group of young hitter, of hitters in an affordable stack tonight in Cincinnati. I think, John, we, we nailed the, the stacks tonight. It'll be interesting to see how well we nailed them uh, in right. tomorrow's box scores. But uh, I think it's a great way to end the show, and uh, we'll leave it there. So there you have it. For John McKechnie, I'm Paul Bruno, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our podcast on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody. Yeah.